You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And we're live. Hmm. Right back at it. Monday. Not the greatest Monday. I mean, I've had better Mondays. Uh, Keith McPherson and Chris McMonigle joining you on the BXB podcast to talk about that team that was in Baltimore, but now they're back in the Bronx. Chris, how are you feeling? Good. Good, Keith. They need us. The time is now, Keith. The time is now. It It literally is now. (laughs) It is now. If there ever was a time. If there ever was a time. Tonight, Glass now against Brito. Let's just let's see how the cards fall, man. Let's just do it. Um, uh, frustrating series in Baltimore, obviously, but they don't have time to look back. So let's go. Big series against uh, Tampa. Shout out to Elize, Eliza, Eliza lives in the chat. We are yeah. live on hey, Twitch. Yo. We've been uh, working on figuring out how to get the video component either on Twitch or YouTube. And uh, we're live on Twitch now. So let's get into it, man. Um, It's pretty simple. The Yankees go into Camden Yards, a series to decide the season series against the first Baltimore Orioles. Friday night's game gets delayed two hours. I almost thought I wasn't going to have a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Judge returns, right? So all the hype around Judge returning, the hype video. Here we go. Division rivals. Supposed to be our little brother's. Build a ballpark, Waldemore, uh, the Great Wall of Baltimore. That that is effective though. Like that, them changing the dimensions yeah. definitely helps them. But uh, you know, going into that series, I think the vibes were all right. You know, the split with the Subway Series, whatever that seems like forever ago now. But uh, that first game, Chris, let's talk about it. Garrett Cole on the mound. Aaron Judge coming back, in my humble opinion, you must win that game. That was a game that, unfortunately, Anthony Santander walked off in the ninth mm-hmm. inning, and the Yankees lose the first one of the series. Yeah. No, it was a frustrating loss, and especially when you get a, you know, a performance like that from Cole, where he was just – he was he was on top of his game. He's you know he's yelling at uh, Rotved. He's he's he, he he you could feel in his face how important he felt the game was. He wasn't going to let a pitch go by that he wasn't hundred percent confident was the pitch to throw. He was out there absolutely dealing. Unfortunately, he was masked by matched by Rodriguez, Grayson Rodriguez, who you know we've tipped the cap to a lot of terrible pitchers over the last two weeks. We've talked about it over and over again. Uh, I know he had a high ERA and just coming back from Double A or Triple A wherever he was, but he was. He was filthy. So early on in this game, I thought it was a, a a really good pitching duel. It was a fun baseball game to watch. It had that playoff vibe to it. Judge back in the lineup. His first at bat, he hits that line drive, and then he gets three walks, which I don't even know if they pitched around him. He's just that locked in from the jump. It's amazing how good he looked right off the bat. They were talking about on the broadcast the takes he was having on breaking pitches just off the plate. I mean, it was incredible But to have him back and Cole going. But again, the offense – just cannot come through, cannot come through with the big hit. They get even shut down by the bullpen. And ultimately, we could talk about pitching decisions. We could talk about what Boone did and who he should have brought in and why only have this one for one out and blah, blah, blah. They're not going to win a game. You don't score a run. 
eventually Baltimore is going to score a run. So I don't know if I love necessarily only using Wandy Peralta for one out, especially in a game you're hoping goes extras. Like I didn't like the way that was necessarily used. Canely's been good his last couple of outings. Canely gave up a home run. Eventually you're going to lose if you don't score. And that's the, to me, the, it's a wasted performance for Cole. It's another night where the offense has just had a tough time dealing with a very good pitcher. And I mean, Yada, yada. I mean, on it goes. On goes the the nights where we see this over and over again. And Cole is starting to get to the level where it feels like it was Degrom, where I mean, Jeez, he is. Don't say he it. Is, he is pitch every. It's it's every start. He's been brilliant every start, and they, it's 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 funny. Clark Schmidt, they're gonna win. Uh, Garrett Cole, they're going to lose. Like that's what it feels it like. Turned. The last, it turned like two months ago. He turned somehow. You know, he'll pitch well enough to give up three runs or whatever. You know, as we saw in the next game. And, you know, they'll find a way to win for Clark Schmidt. But Cole, it doesn't matter what he does. They just cannot find a way to get it going on his days. And, yeah, I agree with you. The anticipation heading into that series, the excitement, having your race on the mound and your superstar back in the lineup to put up a goose egg and lose on a walk-off was deflating. It was deflating. Yeah, they sure know how to kill a Friday vibe. I saw they they were 3-13 and on Fridays. And uh, I like Friday. I just, you know, get to Friday and – I'm yeah. relaxed, and even though I go on air till 2 a.m. on a Friday night, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, we made it through a week. I got a baseball game to watch, a new series. They didn't hit, and uh, that prompted me to speak out. And you know, I told people, man, it's not being negative, it's not being a fair weather fan, yeah. fair weather fan to just admit what you see every night, right? I'm done with pretending. I'm done with like, I'm not Aaron Boone. I don't have to make stuff up. I don't have to pretend like they worked good at bats and saw some pitches yeah. and grinded. Like I can talk about the team that I see even with Eric judge, right? Judge is getting on base. Judge is working walks, but mm. who is there to drive him in? Who's there to bring him home? The guys you're depending on still are going missing, right? I can't, I can't do this with Rizzo and Stanton. I know Stanton hit one, but like, that's all Stan's good for. I said that yeah. on air. I'm like, Stan's good for one or two homers uh, a week. But in that first game Friday, you see even Glaber Torres go 0 for 4 at the top of the lineup. Yeah. You see Rizzo, uh, he did get a knock, and, and, and that was positive. Uh, but I remember in the beginning of that game, man, you get you get Glaber on with a walk, you get Judge on, and uh, Stan strikes out, and then Rizzo grounds into a double play. Yeah. So uh, McKinney goes 0 for, Volpe yeah. goes 0 for, Bader goes 0 for. Rortvet. It's just there's too many Volpe, guys yeah. in the yeah. lineup, and the, the yeah. Volpe. I don't know what to, what to say about Volpe because like it's you're not a rookie. Um, if you've played right. this long, like at this right. point, we're done with the like he's a rookie, he's learning. Like the whole marketing scheme of like he's a local kid, and the whole marketing plan of like he met Barry Peter. Nobody cares about that anymore. All people care about is the strikeouts and not being effective at the plate when you need a guy to be. And the yeah. Yankees. Their philosophy being stuck in their ways, they said we're riding with them through the highs and the lows. Well, unfortunately, yeah. you don't have a good enough team to mask the lows of no. this rookie. The Yankees get walked off, and I saw it coming. I actually, I, I hate it. I hate that I did this. It was already twelve fifteen, and I my show. I ended up going on air from like ten after one to one fifty four. I was yeah. in the car longer than I was <laughs> on air. But I said to Hoff, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is going extras. I'm like, this could go, like, depending on, I, I mean, depending on the pitching, right? Wandy, yeah. they just found a lane for Wandy. I'm like, this could go 11, 12, 13 innings. And I'm like, if this game goes to 1245, I'm not yeah. coming in. And then I yeah. literally text Hoff. I said, walk off Homer here. I'm getting in the car. And Santander comes up and walks yeah. us off. So the, well, the I mean, Yankees lose that first game. And 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 frustrating because I thought that uh, Canley had good stuff, but you can't throw five change-ups change in a is row. the only pitch. Somebody's I mean, going to get, get it. I get it's your best pitch. I get it. I get the previous at bat. You got him out front on a changeup. Fine. Santander is too good a hitter to throw five consecutive. That fifth one has to be in the dirt. He's looking changeup. It's obvious. Like everyone knows somebody's going to get you. You have to throw a fastball up even out of the zone. Something. If you're afraid of the fastball, throw it out of the zone. Make him think you have other pitches. Like it's just, I, I cannot believe that you get beat on a walk-off home run on the same pitch that he threw four or five times in the same at bat without throwing anything else. 
like anything else. I get it. It's his best pitch, and it's a good one. He's got an excellent changeup, and that's part of the reason you like him because he's he's without really with really only Wandy, the only lefty you trust. I mean, Nick Ramirez is what he is. With Wandy being the only lefty you trust to get out of lefty in a big spot. Up until now being sent down, Marinaccio kind of had it with the changeup. And Canely's changeup is effective against lefties. That's probably part of the reason you bring him in, because you feel good about him against lefties as well as right-handers. And But you can't throw the same pitch. Like, it's just – it's so frustrating when they do stupid stuff like that. And we saw it all series long. Bader getting picked off a third. Like, the still the yep. stupid stuff still happens with this team. I mean, ne- never mind the fact they can't hit. They don't do the little things to help overcome – the 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 obvious problems like it's just it's it's it is what it is man and now you know the second game of the series you felt a little bit better uh judge obviously hits his, his first home run since being back and it's real i mean it's it's remarkable i know we're gonna get into judge i'm sure in game three because he wasn't there um but it's remarkable how good he looks right away it's it's crazy i i can't he's, believe he's all the way locked in as you're talking about guys not being locked in like judge is never like no. falling asleep. He can miss no. two months and he's locked in. He's in the game all the way. Every pitch. Every I, pitch. I, I don't know, man. Uh, no, there's no, he's the only there's one. No accountability. The they're like these guys, no. some of these guys are out there just lollygagging or whatever, because like, what's yeah. gonna happen? You'll be in the lineup the next day. You can go over four. You'll be in the lineup the next day. You can get picked well, off at third and cost outs. You will be out there. Yeah, but like like you said with Volpe, like, I mean, there are some situations where they're struggling right now i don't know where they go to i i hear you that there's no accountability there was a time for that i don't know if the time is anymore yeah like, the time has passed they, they brought up peraza he hit 100 he hit 180 like so it's like if volpe hey if you're not good we'll put in peraza like what are they gonna do go back to and IKF go back to IKF. <laughs> i mean that, like there's nothing they can do same thing with bader i mean they don't have any outfielders judges we're seeing can't play the day after playing outfield you know stanton you know can barely run around the bases let alone go catch a ball down the corner they don't have outfielders i'd love to take bader out of the game i also like to win it like there's no I don't know what else you do. Go no. put McKinney in center field. I get it that you want to send a message. That's that ship has sailed, man. You want to send a message in in May and June with things like that. That's fine. The season's on the line here. I can't take Bader out of the lineup, even if he is a moron on third base. Like it, it, we're past that. You have no, you to play him. your best players. You, you got to play your best players right now. And, and we can talk about that when. When shaping the team and talking about the manager moving forward, those are conversations. But right now, I- I'm not into teaching Bader a lesson and then putting you know an outfield together that's incompetent. Like you can't, just, you can't pull him out again. Nothing you can do. There's nothing you it can got, do. It right got it got late early, and now it's actually late where it's yeah. like they're painted into a corner. It is what it is. The last thing I'll yeah. say about Game One as we uh, segue to Game Two is I can't do it, man. Every pitcher that faces the Yankees for the first time, they've got yeah. nothing for him. There's a long no, list no. now. There's a long list of guys that the Yankees make look like aces that have yeah. been hit other places that have been rocked. Their EIAs, their ERA has been high, but when they face the Yankees, this kid, this kid's 23 years old, Grayson Rodriguez. He's throwing a perfect yeah. game against the Yankees until Judge yeah, and then Rizzo broke it up. He's, I know he's got good stuff. I was watching what the kid was throwing, did, but I'm man. like, he's got good stuff. But it's like these are the Yankees, right? He's not afraid yeah. of Aaron Judge, the reigning no. AL MVP in the New York Yankees. He's not. Times. No, I know. I get it. This one's a little tougher for me. I, I, it's not that I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they haven't earned it. I, I get you, and it's and it's a long list, a hundred percent correct. And the names of guys who've shut them down, you know, going back to the Tyone start is absurd. But he, he this is their top prospect, and he was dotting hundred miles an hour. I, I thought he really did pitch well. But you're right. It's just another game where it's the same, same ineptness, and it's just. If Judge isn't going to do it right now, you feel like you don't know who is. You figure they're going to the three walks in a game is not going to be uncommon the rest of the way because Rizzo is quite literally the worst Major League Baseball player. I mean, that's what he is. No, he, he is. is his he is. He no. He is the worst. He is Turned the worst into Joey Gallo. He's the worst. At least Gallo would run into one. He is the <laughs> worst. He is the worst player in baseball who plays every day. It's it's not hyperbole that's not being uh you know batting facetious. third tonight for your new and, york yankees yeah and i mean again I, i'd love to move him down i don't know who you have can't to do it third though like i don't know who you have. can't move him down and then what do you put dj at first base then yeah like, anyway. i mean at this point if you got other if you make trades for outfielders you could play bowers at first base and, and then play outfield like it's gotten to that point where i'd rather play bowers at first base cody bellinger could play left field I and know. play first base but that ship has sailed look at now huh, fly the w eight times in a row go cubs go the cubs are not 
looking to be sellers. The Cubs are no. like, oh, uh, we got something going on here. So he came on. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing, risk. Chris. This whole weekend, you're watching the Toronto Blue Jays go get Jordan Hicks. Yep. You're watching the Texas Rangers go get Jordan Montgomery and Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. You're watching the Anaheim Angels go get Ronaldo Lopez, Lucas yeah. Giolito, <laughs> CJ Crone, Randall Gritchick. It's like mm-hmm. all the teams that are in it in the AL are like, okay, we must get better. Right that, now. That could, yeah, the Angels completely changed the dynamic. Again, I don't know how much Gritchick really fits this team. He's having a very nice year, and he's better than what they have. But I'm not sure they were ever in on him. But how 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 what a dynamic shift that was to those two major things: the Bellinger getting taken off the uh, the trade block, and then the Angels not. Two, three, four days ago, it was, are they trading Otani? What's going on? Then they answer with, we're not trading them. And then they go be the most aggressive going team at in. the deadline. It's, it's, that was an, a, that was a crazy dynamic shift to what we thought this uh, trade line was going to be. And it goes back to what we said at the start of the year. Brian Cashman thought he could treat this trade deadline like a second offseason. And it was a horrendous, horrendous mistake. And he thought that there would be a ton of options, I suppose. He thought, hey, I'll handle left field. I don't like what I'm getting right now. And that's really what you're learning about Brian Cashman. Like, we could talk about a lot of the problems. The one thing I know for sure is he will not make a deal unless he thinks it's a good one. He won't right. overreach to help. He won't go above his comfort level to make sure he secures something. He was not going to make a deal unless he likes it. So he went the offseason without finding a deal he liked and said, oh, we're good enough. We got Judge. We'll figure it out. We'll attack left field to the trade deadline. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Reynolds is not going to sign with Pittsburgh. They don't sign guys to big contracts. He'll be available at some point at the trade deadline. And, you know, whoever, whoever else will be available, I could figure out maybe third base if Donaldson's a disaster. I'll take care of it at the deadline. And then you see come deadline time, We've added a playoff round I mean, and a, and a playoff team. We've got, you know, with revenue sharing, it's probably as much pa- a parody league as we've ever seen. And it's not easy to make trades at the deadline. And it's you can't a competition. Go about, the trade uh, deadline is a competition for assets yeah. too. Everybody's yeah. going for who they want. And, and I say this all the time, Chris, there's a Yankee tax. The price yeah. is higher for the New York Yankees. Also, there's 29 other teams that do not want to help the New York Yankees. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not aggressive and you don't go for yours, these guys are going to start coming off the board. Our producer Ryan just reminded me right before we went live, the deal was done for the Tampa Bay Rays to go get yeah. Aaron Savale from the Guardians. We'll see yeah. him. We'll literally see him in this series. Yeah. I guarantee you, he's gonna he's gonna pitch. And Chris yeah. and I both last week were saying, please go add someone before this Baltimore series. Yep. Like you don't, you don't have the luxury to wait. Add nope. another bat, add another arm, something to shake this up and add to this team Dang. as you go into a series against the the Orioles for the season yeah. series. Yeah. You can you can kiss the division goodbye. Well, yeah. obviously, like <laughs> it's not, no, it's the, not the, even division's uh, gone. No, the division's gone, and it's and not even honest, uh, Aaron Savali, whoever they call it from AAA. Uh, you know, uh, an opener with uh, Yarsborough, and I know isn't even on the team anymore. It doesn't matter. Whoever they throw. Is, has an opportunity to have the best day of their career. So, I mean, it's not like I'm not concerned about Aaron Savale making the start against the Yankees. I'm not concerned about that. It doesn't matter who they throw. It, they, it doesn't matter. The He's going to close offense. the games. If there's one close yeah. game, he'll be in the close. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Tyler yeah. Glass now and Shane right, right. Lanahan, the first yeah. and last game of the series. So, yeah. good luck with that. So, uh, the yeah. second game, let's, let's try to have some fun, right? The second game, it's on Fox. It's nationally televised. Clark Schmidt is about to break 100 innings pitched. He's never done that in his major league career. But here comes our old pal, Tyler Wells. The three games that Tyler Wells has pitched against the Yankees this year, the Orioles didn't win any of those games. Mm -hmm. This guy has nothing for the Yankees. And they DFA'd him because they realized he ain't no good. But the Yankees come in and they score early. John Carlos Stan runs into one. Hooray, we're on the board. The Orioles come back the next inning, score two. The Yankees yep. match that two. Then the Yankees put one up in the fourth, and it's like, okay, let's compete. Let's yeah. fight here. And what's the magic number? Three is the magic number. So when the Yankees came back and scored that two to take the lead uh, and make it 3-2, I said, oh, three is the magic number. When we score three, it's only a third inning, Then they tack on four. Then in that sixth inning, they blow it open, and I'm sure the Yankees are going to win. Here's a stat for you that I made sure to throw out there because it, it pissed me off yesterday. It's like when you know this info, right, the Yankees send out a, an email to us as media members, right, to build up mm-hmm. the team, to make this, the team look better, to make the team look great. In that email, 
about Aaron Judge, it says the Yankees have gone 159 and 50 in his career when he homers. Since 2020, the Yankees are 87 and 21 in those games. The Yankees this season are 15 and 1 when he homers. He homered yesterday. He was three for five. He's hot. What? I don't know. I I, I know you got to pick your spots to rest with no off day until August 10th. But yeah. as soon as that idea was floated that, hey, you know, Judge isn't going to be in the game. I'm like, I'm confused yeah. because they got him out in the seventh inning. Greg Allen right. goes in. So Judge right. comes back after missing two months. He says he's fine. Yeah. He is allowed to DH and have four at-bats in the first game. Mm-hmm. Then he's allowed to play right field for six innings and have um, five at-bats or four at-bats, whatever it is, in the second game. Then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to rest him in the third game, which happened to be the right move because I think the Yankees had no faith in Severino well, against that lineup. They weren't yeah. running Judge out there anyway. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm torn on this because obviously when I see that they don't get the that he's not in the lineup, I'm pissed. I get it, how the important this stuff is. But at the same time, like, I know he is coming off two months, and he still has a torn ligament in the toe, and he's still in pain, admittedly. So I know they're not going to play him 10 straight games. Like, I just know they're not. And for me, they're all important. Like, the idea that last night was so important that you can't – tonight's just as important – Tomorrow's just as important. All these 10 games, theoretically, they're further behind uh, Baltimore than they are the next two games. You could argue the four against Houston are by far the most important because they're not going to catch Baltimore. So, I mean, I'm just – I understand what they – you know, they, I understand you don't want to rush him back. And let's be honest, if they would have just said, we thought he wasn't going to be back until the Houston series. If they would have come out and said, he's going to be there for the for the, the Tampa Bay series and the homestand, that's when we start, Judge will be back. He's going to have one game in Somerset, see on uh, Monday night. We would have all been like, oh my God, great. Instead, they rushed him back. They gave him two games in Baltimore and sat him in the third. I, I, I just, I never expected them to him to play every single day. Like, I just knew that. So, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of Yankee fans. I don't think it means they don't care about winning. I don't think it means that, you know, if they if they throw Severino again, it means they don't care about winning that, I'll guarantee you, because you can't allow Expect that to happen. to see him make his next start. I, I, no, it can't happen. This, I, don't uh... care. I don't care if Vermont's hurt. I don't care. I <laughs> I'm don't glad care we, got, we got Johnny Brito tonight, right? Like, yeah. Domingo Hermann, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm glad, but I'm like, no. all right, at least, like, there, there could be an option for Brito or for Randy Vasquez or something. I can't watch Severino, so – this goes to what I'm what I'm about to say, and like everybody feels differently about it. I believe in momentum. I believe in morale. I believe mm-hmm. in belief. I yeah. I believe that the Yankees feel like they have a chance with the AL MVP in there. And as right. soon as he's not in the lineup, as soon as they know he's not playing, it comes back down to like, oh, so who's gonna win for us? Who's gonna carry us? I believe the lineup feels like they can win with him in the lineup, and even mm-hmm. the starting pitcher. That game was over, and I hate that I called this shit. Yeah. I hate that I literally – I had a tweet uh, like because I was going through it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm off the roller coaster, but it's still frustrating because like, when they say it's all right in front of you, it is. Yeah. The season series is right in front of you. It is. So yeah. you know what I said? I'm like, it's a morale boost, whatever. It's a, it's a, a morale thing. It's a moral thing. Like, like for these guys, they struggled all year without them. That's the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's the story of this year. You don't want no, to strike get, fear into – one second, I'm like, you don't want to strike yeah. fear into your opponent. Instead, roll out your B squad. They didn't have LeMayu in the lineup either. See how Sevy pitches. You may not need Judge if you're down seven runs. 
that was the tweet at 518 yesterday. They were down seven runs in the first yeah. inning. I nailed it yeah. spot on. You didn't need them. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I it's it's tougher to to make the morale boost thing. Um, you know, and and that's the reason they get off to the start when this is like, I don't know, the 17th consecutive start from Severino where he gets bombed in the first two innings. It's like, you know, if 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 another pitcher went out there it's and suddenly like, if, like six out if, of eight. If, if if they sat if they sat Clark Schmidt and suddenly like Clark Schmidt let them down and it felt like, geez, you know, not having Judge really felt like that Severino's been getting lit up every single time he's out there. He's had two, two decent starts over his last two. But I mean, for the most part, was it four out of six, five out of seven, whatever it's been. I mean, he, it's not just, he struggles to get through the lineup three times. He can't get out of the first inning. So this isn't, this is something we saw regularly with him. So it's harder for me to get that, but I understand what you're saying to me. It's just, all these games are important. He's coming back. He probably came back early. He didn't play any single rehab games. They were going to play him two of the first three. Like that's, you know, it sucks. I don't like it necessarily. I guess my only thing is I, I knew it was going to happen. So it didn't catch me off guard and it didn't piss me off. Like I know they're going to take their time with him. And over these next 10 games, they're all important to me. I didn't put any more weight. I Maybe I'm different. I understand they split the first two. You have a chance to win the series, win a chance to win the season series. I did not value last night over today at all or over tomorrow or over the next day i look at these 10 I games did. all exactly the same no and i'm in the minority i think a lot of people i heard evan today screaming about it there are a lot of people who feel different than i am that you want to win that series you want to win the season series i get it it's i want to win the first time the orioles have beat the yankees in the yeah. series, series in the season since 2016 the twins right. did that earlier this year and right. you know what i've been saying chris i'm saying this team finds new lows they find right. ways Granted. to just make us feel like Hey, we're at the bottom again. They're last place. Yeah. They're nine back. And you yeah. lose this Orioles team that has a bunch of kids, that has a right. bird bath and Mr. Splash squirting right. water on fans in their ballpark. Now, all of right. a sudden, th- that place was empty 2018, 2019. Sure. Now, all of a sudden, it's packed. You can't find yeah. a space to stand and watch <laughs> the game in standing room, let alone yeah. all the seats being full. So, I right. mean, congrats to the Orioles and their organization. They tanked and they pick some of the best young kids in baseball, and those yeah, kids they, are ready to go. But these are the Yankees. These I get the New it. York Yankees, right? That's what everyone yeah. keeps saying. Oh, they're the Yankees. They're going to make the postseason. Not so sure about that. So oh, sure. no, right? And now it's – but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's 57 games left, and, you know, I, I understand – easing judge into it i mean i didn't think he was going to be back this early we're talking about there were many many people who thought his season was over and his career was in jeopardy that's the kind of issue that's the kind of issue and injury we're dealing with they brought him back earlier than i think anyone honestly thought i don't think anyone thought it was going to be before august i don't think anyone did so they bring him back they don't they rush him back they don't play any rehab games and they give him two of the first three i don't like it and especially what really i think it was if judge went 0 for 4 in both games and looked like someone rusty we wouldn't have minded but he immediately hit the ground and looked like Aaron Judge and immediately rose the game of the offense. Uh, well, I shouldn't say immediately because the first game they scored nothing. But, like, it's – I mean, he hits that home run. The team looks different in that second game. They score eight runs. And it's like, oh, well, he's fine. Look at him. He's fine. He looks great. Toe's not bothering him at all. What are we waiting for? And ultimately, I think we got fooled by how amazing of an athlete and what an amazing baseball player he is. He's going to need some time with this toe. There's just no doubt about it. So – I I I'm, I guess I'm in the minority. I looked at all of these 10 games equally important. This is the series. This is the season. I'm not trying to win. I, I, I know this, this hurts to say as a Yankee fan, and I know Yankee fans get mad when you say it. I'm not saying I'm okay with this outcome, but we are where we are. I'm no longer trying to win the division. I don't care about the division anymore. They can't win it. I'm trying to win the wild card, the third spot in the wild card. That's the goal. That's where they've put us. That's what they've shown us. It sucks. I shouldn't be saying this as a Yankee fan. I realize all that, but we are where we are, and we're looking at what we're looking at. I'm, I'm, I don't care about the Orioles in the division. I don't. I care about the wild card. And these next seven games are every bit as important as last night to me. It's all the same. And the four games against Houston are the team with three and a half behind trying to catch them. If, if, if we win three out of four against Houston and pick up two games, that's more important than winning that game last night. It just is. It just is and where we are. So as frustrating as it was and, and, and as pissed off as I was to see it, I kind of understand it, and I don't think there was any more importance to last night as opposed to tonight. Like, if he played last night and then was off tomorrow, we'd all be screaming, how can you have him off today? How, how can you have him off today? There is no – when's a good time to not play the best hitter in baseball? Like, when's a good time to do it? And they're going to have to find time to do it, and I don't know when a good time is. 
So like, I'm more just frustrated that Severino sucked. I'm more frustrated. It's the same thing over and over again. And we're looking at three games and two pitching matchups uh, that probably favor the other team. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, folks. I don't think the Yankees are winning either one of these series. It's going to get rough. <laughs> this is the season right here on the line. There's yeah. nothing that they've done to show me that they can compete with Tampa, who Tampa's not – they're not what they were in the beginning of the season. I just did my Tell Me Something Cool segment. I'm like, this team started this month off by losing seven games in a row. The Yankees haven't done that with or without Judge. The Yankees haven't lost seven in a row. This team just lost six out of their last ten. They're beatable. But just the Yankees haven't shown me that, like, they can go and take two out of three. Like, they find ways to lose. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. And with their philosophy on Judge, they got to ease him back into it. So somebody else has to rise. I don't expect that to be Rizzo. I don't expect that to be Stanton. I don't expect that to be Bader, DJ, none of these guys right now. So fingers crossed. Tampa loves to come to the Bronx and play. Tampa likes the energy that the Yankee fans give off because they want to quiet us. They want to shut us up. There's great giveaways. If you're going tonight, it's cap night. John and Susan t-shirt night coming up. You got an Aaron Judge basketball jersey on Thursday, a Bucky Dent bobblehead on Friday. What? They're giving out different (laughs) Harry Potter house Yankees hats. It's going to be packed. 40,000 minimum every night. I guarantee you 40,000 fans are going to come out because it's New York. It's the Yankees. It's it's the summertime. And uh, I hope that the Yankees can respond. But like I said, I was off the roller coaster when I saw the way they lost that game two Sundays ago now to the um, Colorado Colorado Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that was the one that yeah. broke me, man. That was the one I was like <laughs> I can't I can't do this. I, These guys yeah. ruin every Sunday. I know. And uh I I I had to detach. I had I, to I had to hit the uh eject button. I love the team. Yeah. I watched yeah. the team. Yeah. And to be honest with you, watching the team, this ain't a team that can win in my opinion. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, it's hard to argue with you. I I can't I can't detach. I wish I could. I, I do. I wish I could. I, I can't. I'm, I'm in it. I still have faith. I do. I still have a little bit of faith that this team, going down if they with get the someone, ship. I'm going down with the ship. I can oh, that's it. what I do. I can respect it. I'm going, I'm going down with the shift, a ship. And listen, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I do think Judge makes a difference. I do think uh, Nesta Cortez coming back will make a difference. I do think Loisaga. And I do think, I still think making Cashman a move at the deadline Ryan. will make a difference. <laughs> It, it makes a subtle difference. <laughs> It'll make something. No, they They'll play a left fielder who's probably of, better. Uh, no, listen, I agree with you. Listen, if, right here to change if Rizzo, the team. Yeah, if Rizzo doesn't get better, if Stanton doesn't get better, none of it's going to matter, obviously, no matter what trade they make. And by the way, uh, Ryan sent us a, a message while we're uh, chatting it up. Mark Hanna has been traded to the Brewers. So add another name off the list. Go, not go a get name Tommy Pham then. I yeah, guess not a name, go get I would, Tommy Pham. Yeah, not a name I was particularly excited about anyway. But again, if you get Marcana, for example, because I just mentioned him, if you get Marcana and you put him in left field, you probably upgrade left field. Maybe Canna gets hot. I don't know. But it's something. And he's a better defender than what they're playing with. And if you can have that, and then hopefully Judge comes back. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I get it no matter who they add now, because there's no Juan Soto coming. There's no Otani coming, obviously. There's no major player right now. You know, we're talking about, you know, Dylan Carlson and, and, and guys like Lane Thomas, Candelario, names like that, who are maybe nice players and certainly upgrades to the, let's, let's be frank, garbage they've been throwing out a lot and certainly defensively in left field and at third base if Candelario comes and he's a switch hitter, so you get a little bit of a lefty guy in there too. Those are upgrades. They're not upgrades enough where Rizzo can be the worst player in baseball and still be okay. It's not enough where Judge, you know, uh, Stanton can hit, you know, two home runs a week and do nothing else and it'd be okay. Like no, nothing they do now is going to change the fact those two guys in particular, and you could throw Rizzo in the mix, uh, excuse me, uh, LeMahieu in the mix. Those guys need to be better or none of it's going to matter. But I still have a little bit of hope that somehow – that Rizzo isn't completely done. I still have a hope that Stanton can get hot. They're three and a half games back from teams who, yeah, got better at the trade deadline. I still don't trust. I still don't trust the Red Sox as good as they've been and Cassis and all those different guys who've gotten hot. And I still don't trust the Blue Jays. I still think there are teams ahead of them that they can catch. And it's just a matter of getting hot and playing well. There's 57 games to do it. So I still want to see improvements made no matter how high or low. I don't, I don't think they should worry about the freaking salary tax whatsoever. It, it pisses me off to think that they're literally sitting there trying to figure out how to both make deals and get a, le- uh, a million and a half dollars. It's been cheaper. reported again. So it's uh, yeah, like where yeah. these reports come from. It's actually no. a thing. No, 
Yeah, no, the 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 idea that Jonah Hill is somewhere in a back office trying to play numbers games and ah. figure out how to get a million and a half under the tax while adding guys is pissing me off. There's no doubt about it. That's absurd. The last thing they should be worried about is the salary tax. They should be worried about how to make this team because you know what? We talk about it to much to the chagrin and uh, of most Yankee fans. They have a model that, in, that includes must making the playoffs. That's yeah. part of their model. That's 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 not when right we say it's not winning the World can't Series miss anymore. October can't it's, miss out on the revenue in October. That's 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 how they've remained. That's how they fooled and and got to guys like me, right? I'll own up to it. That's how they get to me, right? They every year they're in it. So that's part of what they are, and that's part of what they're selling. So if they're gonna try and uh you know stem the tide and hope they can still accomplish that while saving a million and a half dollars. That's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. They have, they have a model, go make the postseason. but I'm full. And as long as they haven't, they've still done it every year. I expect them to, they had, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old or going to be 40 years old. I've been a Yankee fan all my life. I can't remember a season where I thought they'd be in the postseason and didn't get there. So until that happens, I have this much faith. So I st- it needs to start right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, you can't go from first to worst. You're supposed to be going from worst to first, right? They talk about the Jets, you know, going from. You you can't go from being the first place team, yeah, going to the ALCS Mm -hmm. to being the last place team and missing a postseason next year. Then people got to get fired. Heads have to roll. But you know, no No, one is getting fired. No heads are rolling. And what's a million and a half dollars when you're up twenty five million with a star insurance patch? I know, but you let's be honest. Anyone who thinks Brian Cashman is going to get fired no matter what happens, you're not paying attention. If Brian Cashman thought, I mean, all you need to do is look at how he's be how he behaves and reacts. If you thought Brian Cashman believed that he needed to make the playoffs to keep his job, moves would have been made already. Moves would have been made. No he urgency. doesn't. He does not think he needs to make the playoffs to keep his job. There is no doubt about it. I'm not saying he doesn't want to make the playoffs, but he won't make. Like if he really felt like his job was on the line, he would make a move that he deemed irresponsible. He can't get hot. Or, There's no such thing. Like, yeah. it's his but, job until he wants to retire. I've been saying I, I, this forever. Yeah, and people no, seem true. to think that they can no, challenge that. It, that's not no. how the Yankees are set up. That's not how no. – how Steinbrenner is going to – like, no. It just – it doesn't make any sense for people that are like, oh, this will this better be Cashman's last year. Yeah, okay. No, it's not going to happen. It's he's his first year of his new contract, and we have no yeah. idea how long that new contract is. And he's got just one of those <laughs> unspoken contracts. Yeah. He, he wasn't even under he's, contract. Right. He's, at, he's, yeah. he's hosting the press conference in Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah. He, he's Belichick with one championship in the last 20 years instead of five or six. That's that's pretty much Yikes. what it is. He's yeah. He, I, I have no doubt because Hal is. Here's the one thing. I I I I think it's overblown that Hal doesn't want to win and all he cares about is the chicken buckets. Like I think I think that's overblown. I do think on some level he's comfortable with Brian Cashman and how Brian Cashman operates. He's comfortable knowing that Brian Cashman will get him to the postseason. Not that that's good enough necessarily, but there at least he knows the the floor. And if he goes out and hires somebody else, he's not sure of the floor. He's not sure he's going to be able to trust him with the organization the way he trusts Brian Cashman. He'll probably have to be more hands-on. His whole dynamic, all he's ever known as owner of this Yankee team, is just go do it, Brian, and come to me when you want me to write a check. Or like, I don't think he wants to change that dynamic, and he knows what the ceiling, what the floor is. He's, he's the ceiling hasn't been met, but he knows what the floor is. And and I've said this too. I don't, I don't, it, the idea that it doesn't matter because they make enough money that this is the bare minimum any GM would do with the Yankees, I don't agree with. You could bring in someone who's worse. You could have a, a, the next GM. And I'm not saying that means it's not worth trying necessarily. I'm just saying it could be worse. It definitely could be and worse than making the playoffs every year. He doesn't want to live in that reality he, of if I move on from Brian Cashman and go to someone else and yeah. we're a last place team with them. And yeah. then everyone's saying, well, you shouldn't have let this G-. like he doesn't want to live yep. in that reality. No, he does not. He doesn't want he's got the comfort level with Brian Cashman and he knows where Brian Cashman gets him. He knows it's not it's not World Series. 
And it's not, you know, what his father would tolerate. Totally agree. As much as I hate the stupid George conversations and how many times a season we got to hear about him rolling in his grave. But, you know, he is comfortable with this, the floor of making the playoffs. And, and right now they just signed him to a new deal. He's not going anywhere. If he thought he was, he would have been making big time moves and leveraging the future and making sure he got in. He's not. He's not making a single move he doesn't agree with. He's not moving a single chip. He doesn't want to move. He's not going to do anything he deems, uh, you know, not worth uh, the the price tag. He just won't do it. And that tells you all you need to know. So if you hate Brian Cashman, I'm sorry. He's going to be back next year and the year after. Something I wanted to mention as the Angels are going for it, they're going for it because they have to go for it. We're in a gauntlet right now with the, the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, and then the Houston Astros. They have a gauntlet right now, too. They just lost a series to the Blue Jays, a postseason team if the season ended today. Now they have to go face the Braves in Atlanta. So that's why they're really, like, you know, they anted up. Then they got to face the Mariners for four, a team that went to the postseason last year, having a down year this year. But, you know, it's a division rivalry. Anything could happen there. Then they got to go face the Giants. The San Francisco Giants are right in the mix. And then they got to face the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers, the Tampa Bay Rays. So mm-hmm. they absolutely they, like they have a gauntlet this month. The Anaheim Angels they absolutely had to go and be aggressive at the deadline because yep. they're not just playing for the postseason. They're playing to convince Shohei Otani that they can get to the postseason, be competitive, no and that he no wants doubt. to stay there. Yeah, so, no doubt. We um, the that's Yankees where the Yankees have to go for it too, but we are not in the same situation. Like I see a lot of no. people pointing to the Angels are going for it. Yeah, but but they're in a different situation. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, they they're not. I agree. They're in a different situation. The Yankees are in a much different situation, and they're you know they're getting their guy back. They've been playing with Otani. I know Trout's gone, but I don't know when he's coming back or when it's realistic to expect him back. There, they're making moves because they've been they've been a game worse than the Yankees with Otani. This is this is a judgeless Yankee team that you're hoping just that alone will pick them up to some level, and but they have to go out and prove left field. But they're not they're not as dire situation to make the postseason at least but if they want to turn this into a world series caliber team i don't know what they can do other than rizzo needs to wake the hell up and stanton needs to wake the hell up and lemay needs to wake the hell up and i agree with you i was more upset that you decided to rest judge and lemay in the same game like you can't do both like i understand that guy needs rest but i mean you throw it it, it feels like and i understand why any fan would feel that way there's they throw severino out there who's been bombed you know, constantly, practically, they don't play judge. They don't play to Mayhew, And the feeling is hey, we don't care about this game. And I, I it's hard to, it's, I get it. And, I get and it. the fans do. I've heard you talk about how we treat baseball games, like football games, like the yeah. whole week is yeah. in one game. My guy, Joe's McFly used to say 162, one game seasons, not even right. like football games. Like every game, the season is on the line for the fans. And when the fans don't get the lineup, they want, when the fans don't get the answers they want from an Aaron Boone, uh, which I don't care. I don't watch the post game anymore. I did not care about the quote from Aaron Boone last night about, you know, grinding out at bats and uh, trying to like, it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what he says. You have to look forward. And the most important thing that he says yeah. is that it's a long season. They control their own destiny. It's all right in front of us. Well, here we are with the home stand, right? Home cooking. You get back to your beds, you get back to your wives, your dogs, and your home ballpark with your fan base there against two teams that we don't like. I don't like the Rays based off of how they've uh, dominated in the last few years, and you obviously know the same thing about the postseason with the Houston Astros. Let's go figure it out if there ever was a time, right? I'm already off the roller coaster. I'm on record saying I don't think this team is winning a damn thing, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to the game. That doesn't mean I'm not watching the game. I just have taken my heart out of it. We're like, Friday night, rain delay hit. I took a nap. I put my son down at 645. I'm like, oh, delay? Last night, Sevy gives up seven in the first inning. I'm like, I'm going to bed. That yeah. is being detached from the I results of the New York Yankees and their games. No, listen, I, I hear you. They, I, right now, it's, t- it's tough, and we'll find out. I mean, let's be honest. We're going to find out in the next seven days because if it goes as bad as we all fear, uh, it, if they go two and five in the next seven, I mean. That's it. That's it. That's probably that's probably it. I'll try and sell myself on some crazy game. I'll play the numbers game and tell you about how if they do this and do that. But ultimately, it'll probably it'll probably be it. So I mean, that's why I just I don't know if they're going to be able to play judge all seven games, but it feels like they have to. Uh, 
But right now, heading into a series of Tampa Bay, who, listen, let's be fair, has have not been that good for going on over a month now. They really haven't been. They've been a, they've been right around a 500 team for a while. Uh, there's no reason to think the Yankees can't go out there and play well. I mean, other than the fact that they haven't for two months. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> there's no reason to think that they can't go out there. They're going to see Rodon, who's hoping to build off of a – after you got Brito tonight, who's been good. You know, he's still a young kid, and you're not sure what you're going to get against a quality team like Tampa Bay, but you'll see what you get. But then you got your two guys. The one difference this team went out and made in the offseason was to go outside and, and sign Carlos Rodon. They're going to have Rodon and Cole, who's been unbelievable. So they're going to have their two best going, which theoretically should be their two best at least. And those two guys are going to have to figure out a way to win two games. Tonight is up for grabs. If they win tonight, I'll feel good that they'll be able to get at least one or two. That's that, that's why tonight's an important game. I actually think if you if from Tampa Bay side, if you care – uh, tonight's the night where if who's going to win this series, I think the Tampa Bay probably needs the game more than the Yankees, but not in the standings and not in where they're try- trying to get to. But for this series, I think if the Yankees can win tonight, you feel really good, hopefully, about trying to get at least one of the next two with Rodon and Cole on the mound. So tonight's a big swing game. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay probably realizes that it's glass now versus Brito. It's a tough pitching matchup. If you could ever figure out a way to wake up, maybe judge hits a home run his first game back at Yankee stadium. You get some momentum going, you get the crowd going, you find a way to win Friday. And then really, I mean, you like to take, then you get greedy and look to win the next two, but at the bare minimum, you feel like Cole and Rodon, those are your guys. Rodon's coming off his best start of the year. You have to figure out a way to win one of the next two. So tonight's a big game. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this and you know, it just is what it is. Um, from a month standpoint, right? We, we can go back to June 30th uh, to, to July 30th, today being the 31st. The Yankees have won two series in a month from June 30th to Ju- July 30th. Mm-hmm. And the two series wins that they were able to actually figure out how to win, took two out of three from Oakland and swept the Royals. Yeah, those are the two worst teams in baseball. When you go to MLB.com and you click standing, standings and you click league, the 30 and 77 Oakland A's, the 32 and 75 Kansas City Royals. Those are the only two teams that the Yankees have able, been able to beat in this series in a month. They are a last place team, and I am off the roller coaster, but this is what I'm hoping for. After they lose back to back series to uh, the Rays and, and, and the Astros at home, which is going to be tough to stomach, I really hope that doesn't happen. Just win the Cole starts. I want Cole to win the AL Cy Young. That's all I have left this season. That's the only trophy I think they can actually win, and I'm pissed off because he should have more than nine wins. He is the front runner. He is the leading vote getter. He is the favorite, yeah. but he should have some more wins, man. His ERA is there. The strikeouts are obviously there, but this team has blown some games that he started in the last month or so. Like we talked about with Clark versus Cole. It's like, come on. On Cole Day, is supposed to be a win, a win, a win. So find a way to win on Cole Day because that man deserves a Cy Young, and I think this yeah. year is his best opportunity to add that to his resume and the Yankees yeah. can't piss it away. I don't see anyone else really close. Like Evaldi got put on the IL, uh, yeah. McClanahan, and I forget who else was even in the conversation. It's close to win. Uh, he got like, hurt too. We're looking at his stats at the end of the year. Um, no, I don't, it, I, I don't want to hear DeGrom and Cole in the same sentence. <laughs> no, we are not the Mets. No. These guys can find a way to win when that guy goes out there and gives you seven shutout innings. They have yeah. to. They absolutely they have, to. have to. If you're not going to win series, if you're not going to gain ground in the wild card standings, if you, you're already out of the division, mm. win on cold day so this man can be the 2023 AL Cy Young winner after Judge was the 2022 AL MVP. Yeah, I just I, – I hate to see him. I mean, I think wins have been devalued in that, so I don't know how much it's going to cost him. It's nice to get the more wins, no doubt, but I, I'm just more – it's just frustrating because I see – like whatever we remember, whatever we ever said about Cole, and there were plenty. I mean, you go back after that wild card game, forget about it. He's a bum, a bust. We got to trade him. He's the worst. You know, I mean, whatever you say about him, I saw everything I need to know about this guy the other night because he knew what that game was. He knew how important it was, and you can tell, man. I feel bad that Ben Ruff had, uh, you know, felt the brunt of it, but he was out there and he was going to do what he wanted to do because he knew how important the game was, and he was yelling, he was aggressive, and it means the world to him. And he has been a terrific player and a terrific Yankee and having the best year of his career as a Yankee, and it sucks to, to know the idea that really the last handful of starts, they just can't figure out a way to win games. They blow leads. They don't score. What, however it's going to happen, Cole's going to end up on the bad side of things. And when he's pitching like this, you can't lose these games. You're right. So 
I would hate if if they lose a rubber match. That might put me over the edge. I'll tell you that right now. Next time we do a podcast, if they figure out a way to either uh, split, if they split these first two games and then Cole shoves and they lose a one nothing game or they lose a two one game or you know, God forbid, the bullpen blows a lead. I'm heading into that. How deflating would that be heading into a, a series against Houston? That's the one it, thing that it just can't happen. Certainly happen in yeah. the uh, 2023 AL Cy Young odds tracker. It's like. Uh, Framber Valdez, Shane McClanahan, Kevin Gosman, Evaldi's going to be out of it now. So it should be Coles to win. He's the favorite. But from what I've seen in the past few years, they look for any reason to not give uh, Boone manager of the year or Miguel Andujar rookie of the year. Like if they can poke a hole in it, they will. This year it's Coles AL Cy Young to win, and he's almost there. All right. We are almost there as far as the end of the show. Uh, shout out to everybody on Twitch that pulled up. There was a yeah, good definitely. amount of people. Oh, Jaime, Jaime Candelario to the Cubs. That's another option off the board. But ding, ding, now ding, I got Cubs that right. Are, now the I, Cubs are buyers before the Yankees. <laughs> the Cubs rip off eight in a row, and they're literally taking – Nah, see, it's, the trade deadline is a, a competition is, too. I said this, this today is. in my, my Bleacher Report live stream. I'm like, the Cubs now, they're about to go get him. Like, they won eight in a row. They're now a game above 500. They went from shopping Bellinger and Stroman to being like, uh, actually, we have the mojo now. Uh, let's see who we can add to this. That quickly, it can change. Two weeks. That's all it takes. Two weeks to change. And now a bat that the Yankees probably could have got for nothing. I want to see what the return is. So we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys in the uh, Twitch chat for watching, for writing, and for uh, just supporting what we do here at BXB, the Bronx Baseball Podcast, KMAC, CMAC. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're talking Yankees baseball after every series, and you can obviously find us at night and the overnight on the fan. That's all we got. Anything else, Chris? No, I got nothing. <laughs> now the hope, the angel the angels we, and the angels and Cubs who were sellers <laughs> four days ago are more aggressive than the Yankees at the trade deadline. That's uh, that's fast. That's how this market made everything change that fast. Oh my god, that, that one fast. bothers me. And I don't even really want them that badly. I don't know, but it's just frustrating. The Cubs are doing it now. Yeah, my well, god. you could use asleep. them, right? They told us Josh Donaldson needed more at bats. They told us Peraza was going to come say? up yeah. and really get a lot of playing yeah. time. Okay. So now, <laughs> third base, <laughs> go get him, DJ. Apparently Donaldson's already swinging a bat. Feels great. He's on the 60-day IL. All right, enough. We're out of here. That's all all we got. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. We're out of here.